greetings and salutations on a magnificent Wednesday afternoon. How's everyone doing? It's the Teddy Bear, and welcome to Night Tracks Radio. And today's artist spotlight, singer, songwriter, Lord have mercy, rock and roll Hall of Famer, and one half of the best-selling duo of all time, Hall of Notes. I simply call him the poet. Mr. John Oakes is honoring us today with his new hit single and video, Too Late to Break Your Fall. So on behalf of Night Tracks Radio, it is my privilege to welcome to the show Mr. John Oates. Brother Oates, how are you doing this afternoon? Well, um, I'm doing really well, especially after that beautiful intro. Thank you very much. <laughs> well, it is well-deserved, and thank you so much for joining us today, and I must compliment you. The single, Too Late to Break Your Fall, and the video are just wonderful. Now, first and foremost, who came up with the concept of the video? <laughs> good, very good question to start off. But that is, this is my first AI video. Um, we, uh, I, just, I couldn't come up with a concept myself, and I've been reading so much about what's going on with AI and people doing various things. I said, hey, let's see if the computer can make a video for me. And so we threw it out there to a, uh, uh, to a guy who works in AI, and uh, he's, you know, we threw out the lyrics, threw out the vibe of the song, and that's what they came up with. Don't ask me what it's about because I can't tell you. <laughs> well, you did what well. I love the video. I love the video. But one of the things that I want to talk about, you being an underrated songwriter, you are an incredible songwriter. And I think a lot of times because of you and Daryl's connection, I think a lot of times your songwriting goes overshadowed and underappreciated. And I call you the poet because just listening to your music on an individual basis and some of the wordplay that you use along with the melody is incredible. And I wanted to ask you, what is it like when you have an opportunity just to share that kind of yourself freedom of expression as far as really putting emphasis on your songwriting and also your guitar playing? Oh, thank you. Uh, well, I appreciate you the compliments. Um, you know, it, it is one of those things. You know, when you when you're part of a, a you know a group. You know, Daryl and I have been collaborating obviously for years and years and years. And what happens is, you know, your your individual purity of whatever it is that your your um, you know uh, inspiration is usually gets. And I won't say diluted because that's not a good word. But I would say it gets uh, gets compromised in a certain way. Because you want to you want to bring in the the collective. You want to bring in the combination of the influences, and that combination influence can be beautiful because it can bring in it makes something totally different than you might have had in your head. So when Daryl and I you know were writing together, of course, there's a lot of power there because you have got two individuals who are both complete complete songwriters on their own, but putting their minds and their emotions together to create something new. When I'm doing something on my own, it is is as, it's much more pure statement from me of as to who I am, the things I'm feeling, the way I, I see the world, uh, and that's you know. So that's I think what what maybe what you're alluding to. You know, listening to your music for so many years and loving your music. I learned more about John Oates, the songwriter and the person, by actually reading your book, 
change oh. of seasons. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> I, <laughs> I learned so much more about you as far as your music and your songwriting being very therapeutic, how it's gotten you through, through your ups and downs, through your life. And I wanted you to kind of give the listeners out there a little bit more insight on finally bringing your memoir to light and giving people, I guess, a little bit of a more peek or inside look behind the curtain of who John Oates really is. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm very proud of that book, Change of Season. It took me about two years to do it. Um, I had a wonderful uh, collaborator, a guy named Chris Efting, who's written a number of books, and he kind of functioned as my researcher and my, uh, my editor. Um, but I'll tell you what, it was, it was, an, interesting, it was an interesting journey to, uh, to do that book because, you know, I wanted to tell my own personal story. But then again, how do I tell my personal story when it's so involved and so completely connected to the history of Hall & Oates because, quite frankly, I, I started working with Daryl as a teenager and, you know, went up through adulthood for 50 years. So it's hard to separate yourself from that. But but what I wanted to do was I, I tr- that was my biggest challenge in writing the book. Um, I think I did it because, I, you know, I can't ignore my experience with Hall & Oates, but I, at the same time, I didn't want it to be a book about Hall & Oates without, of course, without Daryl's input. So... It was a, it was a definitely a challenge. Um, I I wanted to uh, I wanted to try as you said I wanted to try to give people an insight into who I am as a person and the things that I you know that that moved me the things that have affected me in my life and you know there's been a lot of things I mean it's been a you know I, I've had I've had ups and downs like everyone does uh, both in in professionally and personally and I wanted to I wanted to get that out there and I wanted to let people know that. You know, I've had to overcome a lot of things and uh, and and find my way. And uh, you know, um, I've, I've, I'm so far so good. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> One of the things that you that I found so impressive about you, you've always expressed the journey. You know, life is a journey. Yeah. Life is full of experiences. Yes. And I think yeah. you've done a wonderful job. I look at as as far as artwork, like a. Picasso or Renoir, have you just painted everything in, in a perfect sympathy as far as sympathy, as far as being able to give people a lot more insight. And I love that you play the acoustic guitar. I get more gratification and satisfaction seeing you play acoustic than actually playing the, the electric guitar. And I want to ask you, how do you feel when you're just on stage with an acoustic guitar and playing? Well, uh, that's interesting. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, you know, my, what I've been doing lately, um, since, you know, Daryl and I haven't been touring very much, I wanted to go out there and I wanted to, you know, with the world being so, you know, uh, so focused on uh, digital and, you know, sampling, uh, all the electronic and the technology and the virtual the virtual uh, assets that, that people use, even with their cell phones and, and, of course, with making records and music these days, I wanted to go out and break it down to the most essential thing. Which for me was me with an instrument and a song, and and I wanted to, to to see if I could just bring that out into into live performance without any artificial anything, uh, and make it as natural and as organic as possible. And for me, the acoustic guitar works in that context. Um, I think I'm a better acoustic guitar player than I am electric player, but that's you know 
I still love playing electric as well, but but when you play acoustic guitar, there's something you know organic about it. It's the wood and the steel and the you know it's it's the thing you hold against your body. There's a there's a thing to it that that really is completely different than having to plug in an electric guitar into an amplifier through a through a cable with power and etc cetera, etc. Cetera. The acoustic guitar is more pure, and for the type of show I'm doing, which is a songs and stories type of show where I where I tell the tell the backstory on songs and and really uh, kind of describe the inspiration behind songs. The acoustic guitar is just a more appropriate accompaniment. You know, I'm going to take it a step further because I've always thought that when you're playing the acoustic guitar, you build a more intimate rapport with the listening audience. It seems more like a family atmosphere. It's like a bunch of relatives, family, friends getting together, sitting by the fire, and just playing. Yeah. And you're playing something that's coming from inside you that I think a lot of times, as you, as you just stated, the electric guitar doesn't bring. It doesn't bring that kind of intimacy and togetherness. And you always talked about that over your entire, your entire career, bringing that kind of togetherness through music. And we've been through so much over the last couple of years, you know, with the pandemic, losing loved ones, people getting sick. And it's very fun. I wanted to ask you from your perspective, how therapeutic is it as far as music? How therapeutic has music been for you through those trying times? Oh, very, very much so. I mean, the pandemic was, uh, you know, was a chance for me to uh, kind of step off the hamster wheel of touring, constantly touring, living in hotels, traveling, traveling. And in being home, at first, I didn't, I, I actually didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't know how it would affect me. I didn't know whether it would make me depressed or feel like I was missing out on something. But when it ended up happening, it opened up another world. It opened up a world where I could, where I could, uh, could go back into my archives, find interesting ideas that might have, been, you know, lost forever, and and kind of just really here again, pick up that acoustic guitar with no, you know, with no equipment, no roadies, no you know, trucks and video screens and all that kind of stuff. And all of a sudden it became this really intimate experience for me to just play and sing in the most natural way. And and so, yeah, I mean, I totally agree with you. It is a, it's much more of a personal statement when you're holding that wooden box on your under your arm against your chest. And really, you know, if you think about it, I mean I don't without getting too hippy dippy on it, you know, you're holding you're holding something against your heart. And from your heart yeah. flows the music, and the music flows through that instrument. I remember an interview that you did almost close to 20 years ago, and you talked about dreams, how we have the ability as songwriters and artists to bring dreams to reality and transition those realities through music and uniting everyone. And you have done an exceptional job in doing that, and you have touched so many people with your music where it's been cathartic, therapeutic, um, just touching people in so many different emotions. And as you said, it's a beautiful experience when you're able to get off the hamster wheel <laughs> and just yeah. be in your own <laughs> be in your own person. Mm-hmm. And just being you mm-hmm. yeah, being within yourself and just to play. I gotta what kind of guitar as far as the acoustic guitar, what do you what is your as far as your flavor, what do you prefer using playing live? 
Well, you know, it's it's uh, it's it's. I, I look at the instruments like a tool. Uh, you know, uh, they, they you know you don't use a you don't use a hammer to put a screw in a wall. You know, and right. you, you got to have the right you got to have the right tool for the right moment. So I have right. a lot of different guitars, um, and I and they each speak in a different way. Um, you know, I don't. I'm not endorsed by any one company because, quite frankly, I like playing different guitars because I like the idea that I can pick up a Martin or I can pick up a Taylor or pick up a Gibson, and they all they all have their own their own personalities and quality. Um, so I'm very fortunate. I have a, a very cool closet, you know, that I'm actually staring at right now with a bunch of cool, uh, you know, custom guitars sitting in there. And and every once in a while, I get a feel for something. If it might be a little bluesy, there's a certain certain guitar I'll pick up. It might be something I want to have a lot of uh, ring to it, where the, the chords are very, uh, you know, orchestral and they want to ring. And I'll pick up maybe a body a guitar with a bigger body, you know, something that that speaks on a on a louder, you know, more resonant level so it's really uh it's really you know the, the right the right instrument at the right moment well it definitely resonates through your music and also you know one of the things i also find so interesting is that it's not easy being transparent you know as you said we all go through our ups and downs in our own personal life and our personal experiences and i wanted to ask you how long did it take for you to be that, to be able to allow yourself to be that kind of, show that kind of transparency to so many people who love your music. Well, I don't think it's something you learn. I think you either it is it's either in you or it isn't. Uh, I was fortunate to have a very good upbringing with my my family. My father and mother stayed together. There was no you know there was they they you know I was very lucky my sister and I to to be in a loving family and and have that support. And my parents supported me musically. And when they realized I had musical you know uh, talent, they they supported me along the way uh, every way. And so um, I just think, you know, trying to be honest, it's, a, it's important for me to be exactly who I am. Um, I'm not trying to put anything over on anybody. I just, I just uh, you know, I'm like, a, you know, without a, it's, it's a you know, cliche, but I am an open book in a sense. And, you know, and I just, um, I just want to be, I want to treat people fairly. I want to I be treated fairly in return, and I want to be honest. And, uh, and I want my music to be honest. Ooh, treated fairly and being honest. Those are kind of taboo in today's music industry, boy. boy. <laughs> that's why. That's you know what? That's why I'm not in today's music industry. <laughs> I'm on my I'm on my own I'm on my own plane. I have no idea where I am, but wherever it is, you know what? If people want to listen to it, it's all there. You just got to find it. <laughs> my goodness, I, I just I sit back now, and it's it's incredible incredible to me how the industry has changed so dramatically. You know, I talk oh, about yeah. many artists where there's no music stores here anymore. It's not nope. like you're going to Tower Records and buying an album. Everything is digital okay. download or streaming. How long did it take you to get, I guess, to make that transition to say, okay, this is where we're at now. We're going completely digital. They're getting rid of the record yeah. stores. And we're dealing now with digital. How long did it get? How long did it take you to get really just kind of accustomed to the new music, quote unquote, new music industry? Well, it's been a, it's been a growth process. You know, it's been. I keep my ear to the ground. I realize what's going on. I I I, mean, I live in Nashville. I work with a lot of younger artists, so I see you know I see how they're you know dealing with with things. So 
I'm not unaware of it, but at the same time, this is my first project. I've, I've released a series of digital singles starting last November. I think we're up to five or six now. Um, and each one of those singles, there's no physical, no physical component, no record, no CD, no tape, no nothing. So this is the first project I've ever done like that. Uh, and I hired a, I hired a group of uh, really cool young uh, digital marketing people who kind of showed me the ropes and, and kind of led me along the way, and, and, and in doing so, I learned a lot, and uh, it's been an interesting journey to, to, to just release music in a new way, and um, so, you know, I've got a, still got a backlog of songs that I still haven't got around to releasing, so I think I'm just going to keep doing that. I'm just going to keep putting music out, and people will find it. If, you know, if, if, you, if, you, if you're out there and, you know, if the, if the, if the, the world and the musical gods are willing, you know, you'll find it. Uh, so you know, I'm, I have a. It's been very challenging for me, from a personal standpoint, to let go of something that I loved and yearned for, and, and I cherished for so many years. It was something special to share that kind of connection with an artist when you would go to a record store and buy yeah, an album or have a exactly meet and greet with your favorite artist and. Reading the minor the liner notes and seeing the, yep. the the graphics of the album, it was just something beautiful and unique, and that's been just ripped away from us. But when you go to Japan or Switzerland or England, they still have record stores, and you have yeah. fans, legions of fans who have been following you since you since the beginning. What is it like to know that you've had? supporters who are loving your music then and still loving your music to this day. Oh, it's it's incredibly gratifying. It's 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 a it's a it's a, I, I I take it very seriously. I'm I'm very appreciative of the fact the very fact that I am at my age, the age I am and I've been doing this for a long long time that people actually will listen to something I've done is to me is a miracle. I do not take it for granted my, by any means. I, I think you know I'm very appreciative and I realize that you know not many not many people get to do what I'm doing, uh, make a life, have a have a great life that's you know that's based on creativity and uh, you know it's it's something that's very special. And here again, I don't I don't take it for granted. So that's, maybe that's why I work so hard. You know, I, I like to I like to play music. I like to be out there and connect with people on a musical level. And I do it because I know that I'm one of the very lucky people who are the world has allowed me to do that. It reminds me of a great American poet from the Eagles. He once said, "Life has been good to me. Lord have mercy." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, I'm right there. I'm right there. There you go. <laughs> Family, be sure, first and foremost, get Mr. Oates' memoir. It is incredible. Change of Seasons, a memoir with Chris Epting. It is available on Amazon, on Kindle, audiobook, and also hardcover, which the teddy bear does have, $27.39. Yeah. Now, if you can afford to spend $200 on a pair of tennis shoes, I know that you can afford this twenty-seven dollars to buy to buy a hard so, cover so, book. So, so so run run to your nearest bookstore. <laughs> there you go. Put, the, put those tennis shoes on and run to your nearest bookstore. Run to I put on some Vans. Oh my God! Did I just say Vans? Boy, I'm really dating. <laughs> no, that's all right. That's all right. Nothing put wrong with old school. Vans. Oh my goodness! Too late to break your fall. The video is wonderful. 
the song is exceptional. How did you come up with the concept for the song? Well, you know, I wrote that song about 12 years ago, and I wrote okay. it about a guy, a, a friend of mine, a very good friend of mine, who's a wonderful person, but in a sense can't get out of his own way. Um, and, you know, it was the kind of, and we all have, I think we all have friends or people we know who ask for advice, but they're not really listening. And, yeah. and they they want it, they want your advice, but they end up doing exactly what they're going to do anyway. And that's what this song is about. Um, that's what I, that, at least that's what inspired it. Um, and so uh, you know, yeah, it's just one of those things. You know, I I kept I kept getting frustrated with with a person who's kept saying, you know, but I got this problem and I did this and, and I don't know what to do. And I said, what what should I do? And then I tell them what my give them my opinion, but it just falls on deaf ears and just disappears so you know that's basically what what the song is about and you know what's so interesting and when you provide them all the necessary helpful information they'll do the complete opposite and then come back and be completely <laughs> dumbfounded on why <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep yep there you go i mean i know it's a weird it's a weird concept for a song but you know hey i'll tell you you know when you're a songwriter you just uh you just, you know, you just kind of, you, you, you try to capture the moment wherever you find it. Absolutely. So allow the teddy bear to help everyone catch that moment while we're here. The new hit single from the incredibly talented Mr. John Oates, of course, Too Late to Break Your Fall, here on Night Tracks Radio. Each time you hit up, you're coming around again. Break before you fail, and your life will move things and never end. Never end. It's hard to figure out. But this I have no doubt. You want the same damn thing. My phone just keep on ringing, and I know you'll come again.
Jonathan Butler. Don't walk away here on Night Tracks Radio. And before that, of course, Johnny Britt. I tried. Yes, Lord. And speaking of I tried, family, be sure to get the new hit single from John Oaks. Lord have mercy. Mm-mm-mm. I'm taking away. We all have our bucket list, and I've been listening to Hall and Notes since I was knee high to a grasshopper. And actually, to have an opportunity to interview that very talented gentleman was truly an honor and truly a blessing. But like we said, we going after people who bring music, real music, back to their ways. And again, family, remember, get his new hit single, Too Late to Break Your Fall, available on all social media outlets, and also get his wonderful book, his memoir, Change of Seasons, a memoir with Chris Epting, available on Amazon.com, on Kindle at eleven ninety nine. The audio book is free. But please get the hardback. I know the hardback covers 27, but hey, look, if we're able to go out and spend $200 to buy a pair of tennis shoes, I know $27 definitely not going to break you to buy a wonderfully written book by a legendary artist like Mr. John Oates. And again, family, all the, the fun has just begun. We got some more therapeutic music for you on the way. In about two hours, we're going to be on Facebook Live. That's at Night Tracks Radio with two X's on Facebook Live with the incredibly trombonist, renowned trombonist, Mr. Jeff Bradshaw with his new album, Jeff Bradshaw 20. So make sure you tune in and also to get all the latest updates, let your fingers do the walking. Be sure to follow us on Facebook. That's at Night Tracks Radio. Also subscribe to our YouTube channel. That's at YouTube at Night Tracks Radio podcast also on instagram same handle night tracks again with two x's and also on tiktok that's at night tracks radio and also on twitter it's definitely been a beautiful experience and then what we're going to do we're going to close that that pleasure a couple of days ago had this very talented new art on the show and she goes by the name of Naval. lord have mercy <laughs> She is super talented, full of energy, and it was definitely a pleasure to have her on the show. I expect some big things, or as her new single states, big and rich. We're going to close with that. We'll see you in two hours, family, on Facebook Live. But as in always, keep it soulful here on Night Tracks Radio. Have you ever thought, you know, like the modern Wild West, like Los Angeles, where the girls are hot and the boys are rich? But there ain't no ranches like this up there. Hmm. But take me out to that wild, wild west. Tiffany rings, red bottom things. You know. To the wild, wild west Where the girls are hot And the boys are blessed Ain't no Los Los Angeles But we can ride bareback If you're big and rich Hey, it's me, Novel You like country? <laughs> Ain't that the prettiest beach? You in your passenger seat? Sandra Patron, Hollywood Bowl Cruising to Venice Louis Vuitton on my hips 
know your money, I'll dare Tiffany rings, red bottom things Maybe I'll blow you a kiss Take me out to the wild, wild west Where the girls are hot and the boys are blessed Ain't no love lost and bliss But we can ride bareback if you're big and rich Yeah. Uh-huh.